Hey everybody, welcome to Season 3, Episode 1. When you hear that great music, you know it's time for another season of On the Lighter Side of Baseball. Yes sirree, Bobby, we are back and better than ever, hoping for real baseball this year, not the imitation we saw last year. Hoping for 162 great games uh, with uh, DH in only one league. You don't start runners on second base. You've got pitchers that seem to care about getting the game over with under four hours. And, uh, you know, some of the other things that we're going to discuss here. But before we go too far, I just want to say hello to everybody, and I hope you had a pleasant time away from the lighter side of baseball. There wasn't much going on in uh, December or really in January. The free agency market was like non-active with the exception of three teams. The Chicago White Sox led the, led the way, followed closely by the San Diego Padres. And I suppose uh, the New York Mets had a pretty good offseason. And uh, the Washington Nationals, man, they're coming from behind to seize the uh, day, signing uh, the guy that everybody thought would only be a designated hitter if he really flourished. Uh, that was Kyle Schwarber, who ho, 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 said not so fast, Cubs. I'm headed off to uh, Davey Martinez land and the Washington Nationals. And uh, a pretty hefty little one-year contract. And Schwarber was proud to say that he doesn't plan on it being a one-year deal. He plans on making a name for himself in the District of Columbia, the Washington Nationals. And uh, speaking of history in Washington, uh, we got the inauguration tomorrow. So now you know what day it is in Chicago. We're on the lighter side of baseball is coming to you from our studios overlooking beautiful Lake Michigan. Hopefully in the not-too-distant future, we'll be overlooking a big Portage Lake. Um, you know, and other ponds and creeks around the nation. Uh, we like to change up our venue and uh, have some guests. But today we are joined by uh, nobody. Yeah, I couldn't get anybody. Nobody wants to be on the show. Uh, actually, I didn't ask anybody. Craig Kashan will join the show next week. He's busy doing the Milwaukee Bucks basketball, the winning team up in uh, Milwaukee. Uh, he's pretty pumped about the other Wisconsin team led by the guy all Bears fans love to hate, Aaron Rodgers. And uh, the Bears fans are stuck with the same trilogy. We've got uh, Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, and, uh, you know, so far it's the Mitch Trubisky show. We're hoping to deal him off to Houston for, uh, you know, if we if we can get rid of Mitch and uh, get Deshaun Watson in a trade and give the Houston Texans, or whatever their name is, 18 draft choices for the next decade. We'd be way ahead of where we are now with Mitch. I see uh, the headlights are growing strong in my eyes. Deer in the headlight. Horrible. Oh, my God. And, you know, a lot of times you figure in baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever. You trade a guy and he's going to come back to haunt you. Mitch ain't going to come back to haunt anybody. I mean, the guy's bad. But anyway. Let's talk a little about where we were a year ago. Uh, this time, everything looked rosy. We were down in Cape Town, South Africa. We had the privilege of being joined by Bob Solis, uh, the founder of Open, Arm, Home, Open Arms, Home for Children. And uh, we were having a great 10 days in the South African area. And uh, we were looking forward to baseball. And uh, unfortunately, right about that time, the coronavirus had, uh, unbeknownst to us, made its way onto the shores of North America 
and uh, became quite prevalent in February and in March. And unfortunately, uh, as optimistic as we were in January with Rick Waits and Bob Solis and talk of Bob's son Sammy rehabbing and hopefully coming back in 2021, uh, we were left with spring training. We went down to spring training and uh, boom, the plug was pulled on baseball and really every other sport, starting with the NBA. If you'll recall, one of the goofballs in the NBA didn't believe that there was really anything uh, contagious about coronavirus. So he basically licked the microphones and hugged his teammates and went in the shower and, uh, and tried to infect, apparently, as many people as he could. Not intentionally, because in his own idiotic mind, he didn't think that coronavirus was the real deal. I don't know who he was listening to. But uh, at any rate, uh, when that happened, the NBA stopped. When the NBA stopped, uh, baseball stopped. When baseball stopped, hockey stopped. When hockey stopped, the uh, PGA and LPGA stopped. When that happened, uh, the Big 12 and the Big 10 and all the power conferences said, hey, pull the plug on conference tournaments. And we had two months where nothing went on. I mean, it was like... Uh, none of you are probably old enough to remember this, but when JFK was assassinated in Dallas in 1963, uh, they didn't have cable TV. You just had commercial television. And commercial television, under, in respect for uh, President Kennedy and the country, pretty much blacked out for only two days. And as a 13-year-old kid, uh, there was nothing to watch. I mean, yeah, it was November, but there, everything was stopped. And then in nine, with 9-11, everything stopped for a couple of weeks at that point, as well it should have. And then really the next stoppage in television coverage of anything was the uh, coronavirus in March of 2020. And for two months, sports were halted, TV was halted, and I decided, along with Craig and some other great friends, that we would try to provide an hour's worth of entertainment every week uh, to get people's mind off of uh, the COVID-19. And you can go back and listen to our podcasts in March and April, and it's kind of interesting to see how uh, the concern became progressively more serious. And, of course, people would say, well, how much more serious can it be when the uh, uh, sports world is shut down? But Nobody knew how long. Nobody knew what the effect was going to be of going outside. Nobody knew how easily it was to contract. Uh, masks were uh, politically shunned by one of the two major parties in the country. And by and large, you had mostly finger-pointing and not much action in terms of getting this coronavirus under control. And uh, unfortunately, today, it's still not under control. Now, it's also interesting to go back on some of the yearly podcasts and talk about how Craig and I uh, predicted that by February uh, there would be a vaccine available and people would start getting vaccinated. We were uh, actually off by a month in terms of the timing of the virus vaccine being um, disseminated and approved for emergency use by the CDC, but... We uh, didn't even think about how to implement 
and uh, and vaccinate everybody, and that has not gone very smoothly. But um, there is hope uh, on the horizon that things will change on January 20th, and uh, we'll see. As a result of the uh, last year, I, I just wanted to talk about some of the things that I thought were um, horrible. And they, again, if you listen to the podcast, and most of you out there do, thank you very much. My sponsors are ecstatic. <laughs> anyway, we'll get back to my sponsors in a little while. Papakinos did open. Can't wait to uh, do a podcast this year from uh, live from Papakinos. It's going to be historic. And as soon as the weather is nice and I can go out or I get vaccinated, whichever comes first, uh, we'll do a we'll do a podcast from Papakinos. Chris and his family and all their employees are working hard to bring you some of the best pizza in the entire country. That's right, entire country. Anyway, what we got out of baseball when the season seemingly ended in March was extended negotiations with basically two groups that should have wanted the exact same thing. Two groups that wanted to get back on the field and get money. Money, money, money. And, uh, you know, you would have thought that given the gravity of the coronavirus and the pandemic, that this would have been easy. But no. Uh, You had personalities, once again, uh, try to emulate Marvin Miller and maybe Bowie Kuhn. I don't know. I mean, when you look at Marvin Miller, he stands alone in terms of labor unrest, but advancement for the players' union. And then who on who on the side of the management has been uh, consistent through the uh, through most of the uh, unrest? Uh, is it Jerry Reinsdorf? Was it Bud Selig? Was it Bowie Kuhn before that? I don't know. Can't tell you. But what I can tell you is it was ridiculous. And then Scott Boris got into it, and then that it gets more ridiculous because he seems to have such simple solutions. And the solution is you 30 owners go broke and make sure that my, my guys that I represent sign for a minimum of $10 million a year, and then we'll be happy. Things will be good. Well, didn't happen that way. There was some uh, apparent confusion over what they did all agree to, and then they decided for another month to try to figure out what it was they agreed on. That was pretty funny. Uh, But what's not funny is that it sort of bodes badly for 2022 when the collective bargaining agreement becomes uh, negotiated and will we have a strike? Will the owners try to recoup 2020 losses with 2022 in action? Uh, You know, how much strike insurance can you get? At any rate, uh, last year we did have a lot of highlights. We had Craig Kashan was great. Dwayne Stats, great. Wathen was spectacular. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping to have those guys back along with all the friends of Nelly. The friends of Nelly, uh, I called it Nelly Palooza in April, uh, was spectacular. Uh, Greg Harris brought in a host of uh, interesting personalities. We had... Uh, not only Doug Davis, uh, we had Scotty Ayer, we had uh, some, uh, some of Nellie's good buddies that didn't make a living hitting a baseball, Greg Murphy, Greg Harris, uh, we had an NFL ref. I mean, it was, 
it was a banner year. Just just think, our sponsors would have raked in the money if we really had a sponsor. At any rate, we don't. Didn't then, don't now, don't care. Nobody is cutting out what I don't want the world to know about. Uh, did anybody understand that? I didn't. Anyway, so, uh, what? again, what we had last year was Minor league baseball, spring training on steroids, however you want to refer to it, it was a joke. It was a joke. It was designed to get to the playoffs so the owners would recoup some of the Fox TV money. Um, Fox continued to have Joe Buck. Uh, my God, I don't want to talk about broadcasters today because the Cubs lost Len Casper. I thought Chris Byer was going to get the job, which would have been bad, but... Um, to whatever this guy's name is, he used to do uh, ESPN. Everybody in Chicago kind of thinks it's going to be great. I don't know. I mean, be good for Sutcliffe. I mean, I think whenever he was on ESPN with Sutcliffe, they missed 400 pitches, but they had a good time. So hey, I can watch the game without without those guys telling me what the pitch was. Ah uh, man, there we go again. <laughs> 2021 is supposed to be a little more uplifting, and I promise I'll be more uplifting, but, you know, this is my segue to next week with Craig uh, Kashan, where we start talking about some of the things in spring training, but let's talk about a little bit about some of the things that I thought were ridiculous and hope never see the light of day again, but who knows. Uh, the DH in the National League, I think, was stupid, horrible. Don't do it. Don't do it. You've already gotten rid of the minor half of the minor leagues. That's a bad move by MLB. Don't keep the DH. Now, there's just as many people on the other side that say, oh, my God, we don't want to pay to see a pitcher hit, blah, blah, blah. Bad, bad argument. It's a bad argument. What should happen is the AL should go back to uh, pitcher's hit, no DH. But that ain't going to happen. And probably, if it's not this year, it'll be next year that the DH will be in both leagues. <laughs> bad deal. Did that speed up the game? No, it probably extended the game, and uh, I don't know if the, I, I didn't do a saber metrics analysis of were there more hits. There were power. there aren't more hits because everybody's swinging for the fences, and um, so that hasn't changed. The runner on second base—that's bush league. That's minor league baseball. Come on, get rid of that crap. That, that was absolutely ridiculous. Now I had people that are followers of the show that are buddies of mine. Oh, that was great. That was a great innovation. It's not a great innovation. Let's get real. That sucked. Um, some of the other things. The expanded roster was okay. Keep it at 28 from the beginning of the season to the end. Um, don't expand in uh, September. That was great. And, um, you know, if you want to carry an extra pitcher or two, that's fine. Had some funky rules about you know, non-pitchers pitching and stuff like that, which I don't care about. And they changed the, the rule about how a pitcher can throw, uh, try to pick a guy off second or third. Uh, you know, Wathen tried to explain that to me. I'll never understand that inside-out move or whatever. Um, the prorated salary, hopefully that's the thing of the past. Hopefully we have 162 games. Hopefully we have more teams in playoffs. I thought that was one good thing that came out of 2021, and so uh, there you have it. I didn't like the new format of the playoffs. I don't like them playing in one location. I thought that was terrible. you got to have fans. I'm telling you, I said this last year. I'll say it this year. They don't care what I say, but I do. 
if you don't have fans, it's, it's not safe for fans, don't play. Period. Okay? And make it uniform. You know, if, if the Angels can't have fans, but the Royals can, don't have fans. Period. You know, how do the Chiefs put in 25%? There were more than that at the game the other day. And then the uh, uh, other teams can't have any players or some other fans. Some, it's just not fair. Goodell doesn't care. Um, so, and then I say if the Chiefs have fans, then the Royals ought to have fans. And I think there'll be fans at these games. I don't know how they're going to split it up, tell me I can go to one game out of four. Um, give me my money back right now. That will never happen. Um, I thought the 60-game uh, deal was stupid. I thought the playoffs were okay. But fans change venues and absolutely never again have a neutral site World Series. That is, come on. I think fans will be back. That's my hope. So, um, what are we going to do this year? Uh, you know, I think they're waiting. I think the the conventional wisdom right now, if there is such a thing as conventional wisdom, is to hold off uh, spring training until um, mid-March and start in mid-April and play 100 games now or 120 games. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. But that's what I'm hearing. And uh, nowadays you really can say whatever you want. You don't need any proof. So there you have it. I've heard on good sources that they will start the season late and only play 120 games. How about that? Huh? Take that to the bank. Uh, you can't cash that in. Um, expanded playoffs. Minimized rosters. Da-da-da-da-da. Still need to speed up the game. Get a pitching clock. I, I swear to God. If you get a pitching clock and a buzzer, a loud buzzer, like in basketball, it's the guy's going to throw the ball quicker. I mean, this has become, and you know this is a pet peeve, it's a stare-down game. I'll stare at the batter because he can't get out of the batter's box anymore, and I'll just keep staring at him. And it's like uh, calling timeout before a kicker kicks. And... When you're playing the Chiefs, you don't need to call timeout because, man, our guy can't kick extra points. He's a great. He's great from 50 yards out. You put him at the 15-yard line, and it's like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? No, the, the, the pitchers are freezing out the batters, and I don't like it. Uh, I think that what I'm hearing is some teams are going to start stressing contact like the Cubs. <laughs> I mean, is that funny or what? You know, they finally get rid of Theo, and Theo is spending – his little time away from a team by being uh, the on-field, whatever this means, the on-field guy for MLB. Now, I don't know what that means. I know he's not going to take BP, but Theo was the guy that fired the hitting coach that didn't want the launch angle to get higher and higher. <sighs> Slime the family stone, I want to take you higher. That was the theory that the Cubs had as they went down the drain. They had a great core. They go to the playoffs, the World Series. They win the World Series. And then all of a sudden, Theo decides he's smarter than everybody. Gets into it with Madden. Madden leaves. Chili Davis leaves. You've all heard this before. Now, the rats are leaving the ship. And I don't mean to say that all these guys at the Cubs snub their nose out of rats or not. They're going to protect their families, and I don't blame them. Uh, the... <laughs> the free agency is going to pick up here. 
It's like musical chairs. There's 28 spots on 30 teams. You do the math. There are a gazillion free agents. And I, you know, I started to look at the list of free agents, and it's like, oh, my God. Um, there are relief pitchers. There must be 50 free agent relief pitchers. There are guys that I've just never heard of that are like catcher free agents. The best catcher free agent left on the market besides Real Muto is, is Flowers. Give me a break. You got the best first baseman free agent is uh, Jerko. Why the Brewers didn't resign him, I don't know. LeMahieu has snuggled back up to uh, the Yankees. Wong and Shoup are the best second baseman. Turner's kind of playing a chicken and mouse game. Frazier's at third base. The shortstops are Simmons is the top of the shortstop. You got Braun out there on the left and and uh, Jack Peterson or whatever his name is. I like him. Center field, Springer, Bradley, uh, Pallone, Reddick, and Wright. Those guys are pretty good. And then you got Ozuna, and uh, that's about it. So, the, if you look at the list, though, they're they're and they're starting to get plucked off. Teams are getting ready for pitchers and catchers to report in a month, supposedly. And uh, so John Lester just packed his bag from Wrigley Field and headed to where else but uh, Schwarberland in uh, Washington. And uh, Tyler Chatwood, <laughs> he went to Toronto. Nobody will go to Toronto. you got to be hard enough to go to $3 million bucks. I don't know if that's U.S. or Canadian. I assume it's U.S., and I assume they throw in some extra money to pay his Canadian embargo tax. But anyway, um, these guys are all leaving. And next year, get ready for Bias to be gone because the Cubs just, they're going for an all-17-year-old team. They signed a kid from the Dominican Republic, 17-year-old five-tool guy, uh, that's going to be their shortstop in two more years. So Baez will leave, and then you'll have some utility guy play there for a while. Bryant's good as gone, if not this year, next year. If the Cubs get off to a slow start, you can kiss him goodbye. He'll be a Dodger before too long. Uh, he would go to the Angels. I mean, everybody wants to go play for Joe. He did so well this year. And then uh, I think KB will probably stick around. Contreras is good as gone. And there you have it. So, boy, oh, boy. Um, when we come back, our last topic of the day is going to be about who wants to win and who wants to save money. Now, that's exciting. And after the break and a little music, we will be back and talk about that a little bit and then get ready for next week. So, on the live side of baseball, and let me remind you, you can hear this on SoundCloud, which you might be listening to right now, or you could be on Spotify. I love that word, Spotify. And or you could be on um, iTunes. So we got no baseball to talk about. We got very few trades to talk about. We can talk about the four teams that are actually doing something. The Mets and the White Sox and the Padres and the, um, whoever else we mentioned, White Sox. Da, 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 da. So we'll be back, listen to music, and uh, we won't be gone long.
And as I promised, we weren't gone long because typically shows like uh, Pisnansky would have uh, all his sponsors in there weighing in, but we don't have any sponsors. That's okay. That's all right. We don't care. My listeners are loyal, and they grow every day. Maybe not in number, but in our waist size. Because there's nothing else to do in the pandemic. I'm telling you what. Uh, between Kansas City and Chicago, I, I sit in a, you know, in a in a confined area with a refrigerator that's very well stocked, and I think all day about what innovative food can I eat today. In other words, can I make a sandwich out of two pieces of pizza with some turkey in between? Can I get some nachos going? I mean, crummy food. And now it's like 10 degrees in Chicago, so I don't think I'll be out jogging on Lake Michigan's path today. Uh, a Crimea River, going back to Kansas City to play golf this weekend. It should be up over 30 degrees. That's great. Okay. What I did before the show, and that uh, mild preparation, uh, now I'm going to have to prepare more with, with Craig next week. He likes preparation. He likes to have a production meeting. I like a production meeting. It adds a level of professionalism to what is already a professional podcast, especially with our production crew, Tyler. Tyler, back in Kansas City, always does a good job, and I'm sure he's been lonely for the last couple of weeks uh, without us doing a podcast. But uh, we are back. We are back every week. Every week, I'm um, going to try to get a few new people on. I'm going to try to do some remotes. And go. I definitely want to go back and see the uh, woodchuck. He was my favorite mascot, and do some fun things. So I, it's going to be a good year. I'm pumped up for 2021. Let me tell you, when people thought on the lighter side of baseball it might just disappear into the sunset, no way, no way, baby. It's a sunrise. It is a good season. We are back. We are ready. We're going to bring you spring training. We're going to bring you the start of the season, the first month, who's hot, who's not, sabermetrics, what are the Cubs like without Theo around. Uh, it's not going to be pretty at Wrigley, but I've yet to sit in my new seat, so I'm going to go do that. And uh, I don't know. Boy, how would you like to be a ticket broker last year? <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't like... Major League Baseball, they're going totally to electronic tickets, which is like, really? That's like me trying to find prime video on some fire stick. It's like, what? What are we talking about? Uh, but being a ticket broker, StubHub, uh, you know, what are you brokering? Nothing. Nothing, you know? Whew. I guess it's okay in Kansas City. Because those Chiefs tickets were going for 1200 bucks a piece just to see the uh, division game. I'm sure that the AFC Conference Championship for the third year in a row in Kansas City on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills, well, those tickets will probably tap into 3000 bucks, uh, And I'll be tapping into my television in Kansas City with my Rotel Depp. And this show is not brought to you by Rotel Dip. But if you guys are looking for a great snack during a game, here's a little hint. Velveeta cheese, melted up. If you guys have hung with me, you know there's Velveeta cheese, melted. Rotel, the original Rotel Dip. Rotel tomatoes, pour them in there. And then brown up a little bit of ground beef. Throw it in there. Get your favorite chomping chips. They can be Fritos. Uh, not a sponsor. They can be Jay's potato chips, which I don't think is in 
it can't be owned by the same people in Chicago, but, you know, potato chips generically or uh, Doritos or something that looks like a Dorito but is made by somebody else. All good. Really good. Uh, wow. I mean, I'm getting hungry just thinking about that. So, that's in Kansas City Sunday. Woohoo! Can't wait. That's going to be great. And uh, what else? We wanted to talk about teams that want to win and teams that don't want to win. And it's pretty easy. You know, last year and the year before, I analyzed the uh, teams that wanted to win uh, were in the top 10% of the payroll. And uh, with the exception of the Rays and the Jays and the A's, uh, the teams that all rhyme with A, A, not Michigan, but anyway, those teams uh, broke the mold a little bit. But by and large, if you're in the top 10% of the... Uh, salary structure, uh, you're going to have a 70% chance of going to the playoffs. And that held true this year. Uh, the top, Even the top 10 out of 30, so I guess that would be the top third, the 33. Flunked math, no problem. You have a lot better chance the more you pay. I mean, that's not a newsflash. For you guys out there going, come on, we've heard this crap before. Yeah, you'll hear it again. So, Amazingly, that's held true. You pay the money, you get the results. Now, some teams don't. You know, historically, teams like the Angels pay a ton of money and have nothing to show for it. I think one year I did how many dollars per win did each team have, and that's kind of fun. Uh, you know, the Rays, followed by the A's, what just had a tremendous value per win. And the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Cubs and the don't have a tremendous value per win. But anyway, here are the teams that have now new philosophies post-COVID. Post-COVID, these uh, owners have decided in part, hey, I lost my shirt last year, so we're going to dial it back. That would be the Tom Ricketts school of thinking. And uh, like I said last at the end of last year, did Ameritrade like not catch on to the Dow going over 30,000? I don't know. You'd think that Ricketts in Chicago, come on, dude. He's suffering from a balance sheet that was adversely affected by Theo Epstein. There is no doubt about it. Theo continually made horrible deals. Horrible deals. You say, well, what about Javi Baez? That's a pretty good guy. Theo didn't have anything to do with drafting Javi Baez. He did have to do with paying Jay Hay a ridiculous amount of money for a ridiculously long time. And he followed that up with a series of horrendous moves for Pitchers, Morrow, oh my God. Let's dump some more money after this bozo. And then Chatwood, here's $10 million. Go see what you can do. Or, or some guys like Smiley, well, we'll pay you a couple mil to rehab and then you're a free agent. And the worst of all, worse than, worse than Hayward, if you can imagine, is Kimbrell. Oh my God. It's like, wait a minute. What in the world happened to this guy who 
Whenever he takes them out, he's the active major leaguer with the most saves in baseball. Huh. Okay. When is this show going to turn positive? I don't know. Not today. Uh, but it will because I'm pumped about baseball. Here, uh, in my opinion, and you guys probably have your own opinion, here are the teams that really don't give a rat's ass about winning. Okay? They like to make money, but they really don't want to go for the gold. And, like, they all 30 ought to be going for the gold. And when they expand in a year or two, all 32 should be wanting to go for the gold. You know, here's a, here's a great advertising theme for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, we hope to provide some excitement while we finish in the middle of a pack with a roster that you probably never heard of half the players on. I mean, if th that's the reality. Now, if you look at what their um, advertising logos and themes are, you know, catch the fever, uh, you know, here we go, <laughs> whatever it is, uh, they, they don't want to make the commitment. Now, I'll give the new owner, uh, John Sherman, a while to settle in, I guess. But come on, dude, you own part of Cleveland Indians, and they're always in it. Okay, so, at least up until this year. So you got the Royals that don't really want to win. you got the Rays. I, you know, how many times can they catch lightning in a bottle? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, they do a pretty good job. But spend money, they don't. The Orioles, perpetually horrendous. Would that lawyer sell the friggin' team to... Uh, an investment group so somebody could pay some money to get the Orioles back in contention. The Jays, nobody wants to go to. Nobody even knows if they can get into Canada. So are they going to be the Buffalo Jays again? I don't know. But I can understand their concern about spending money. The A's never spend money. They can't figure out their new stadium. Are they going to get it? Are they not going to get it? The Tigers, the pizza guy's gone but is teams still linger without any dough. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> pizza, dough, dough, pizza. All right. Speaking of which, I've got a frozen pizza dough back home need to make over the uh, upcoming weekend before I get into the Rotel Dip and uh, uh, Vienna Docks, which I'll bring home from Chicago. Uh, the Twins, they flounder. There's a central division uh, malaise. This is a big word, malaise, rhymes with mayonnaise. Oh, second, Central Division, all we want to do is finish above plank. They don't want to be in the top ten power rankings. They want to win the division with the crappiest teams in baseball. And, um, you know, that applies more in the American League. And we'll get to the exception. And then the, the Indians have kind of gone south on trying to win. And so the Red Sox, look, if you have a great pitcher, sign him. You know, pay him $40 million, pay whatever. <sighs> you know, you're going to make good deals, bad deals. But how do, you, how do you let Carrasco go? How do you get Lindor go? How do you let Darvish go, Ricketts? It's insane. So if you're not going to keep your stars, why do you think you're going to keep your fan base? I don't get it. Now, as a fan that has season tickets for two teams, I'm the dumbest guy on the planet. 
And, uh, you know, I think I'm going to get smart next year, but we'll talk about that. The Astros and the Giants kind of are in the middle of the pack. The Astros have left a lot of guys out there like Springer and Brantley and Reddick. Man, oh, man. I mean, they're guys that the Astros let go that I'd sign right now, and they'd be starting in uh, in, in any outfield. Um, and there you have it. The same with the – I mean, the Cubs are letting these guys go, and they're – why isn't anybody picking up Almora? Speaking of Cubs that I love, that they let go. All right, now drum roll. Here are the teams that want to win, and you know a few of these are pretty obvious. And we've talked a little bit on Padres. Man, come on, Blake Snell and Darvish, and then that other guy they signed from the international guy. Whew. Uh, the Mets. Man, oh man, they get a new owner. Now here's the deal. This is exactly what I've been saying. If you, Mister Owner. Mr. Ricketts, Mr. Steinbrenner, Mr. Whoever. Well, Steinbrenner is not really a good expansion. Number one, get rid of the get rid of the uh, luxury tax and have a salary basement and a salary ceiling, cap basement, basement cap. Get on with life. And if you don't want to live by that, sell the team, make your billion dollar profit, and get on down the road. Okay? You know, put in the deal that I get to walk out on the field and act like I'm the owner if I sell you the team. That way you feel good, you get to interact, and even though the guys in the locker room when you walk through, don't say, hey, there's the owner, be nice to him. Hey, there's the old owner, be nice to him. Big deal. Just sell the team and get us somebody that wants to do what the Mets did. And what the Mets did is they don't care about money, man. They're going to get the headlines over the Yankees. And then the Yankees won't like that, so they'll spend money. You know? It's great. New York's fine. Um, but other teams need to do that. Praise the Nationals, you know. They are not resting on their loyal laurels. The Dodgers are the best example of not resting on laurels, although they've let a lot of guys go that a lot of people would uh, pay to put on their ball club. And so, uh, But the Dodgers continually to try to make strides to win. The Braves, man, they're, they're the poster child for spending money trying to improve their team. And then, yes, you have the Southsiders who already have jumped ahead of the Cubs, but they don't get the press or the love. You know, I, this, gonna, this could drive Reinsdorf crazier than any year because if you do get fans, and he, he got screwed last year by not having fans because the team was good, but Jerry's going to go, wait a minute, I've got – an all-star lineup. I just went and got the best closer in baseball. I'm paying this catcher more money than anybody's ever earned with the White Sox. And and we've had Frank Thomas and Harold Baines and Burley and Fisk. And we've had a lot of good guys, but this this goofy catcher dude, Yazi Janwazi or whatever, the guy that couldn't catch a lick in the World Series with the Dodgers is the highest paid guy. Um and they keep adding. And, and instead of rewarding Ricky Renteria with a new contract, they fire the dude after he finishes second for manager of the year and hire a guy that's almost 80 years old who's just a thuggy guy, you know? He's just gross. And, uh, you know, I'll change my attitude about La Russa if he throws BP every day, which <laughs> I don't see that happening. Anyway. There you have it. The biggest disappointment to me, uh, the Royals. 
The second biggest disappointment, the Cubs, not surprisingly the teams they have season tickets for. The the third and the, the just gross are the Rays. I mean they're they're gross. You know, they got a gross stadium. Um and at least the location of it is. And uh the Orioles. And the A's and the Tigers and the Red Sox. I mean, there's some sad and they're all blaming COVID. Stop, get off it. You got all the money. Come on. Go for it. And uh, the good guys are spending the money. The White Sox, the Nationals, the Padres, the Mets. Yes, sorry, the Braves. And soon the Dodgers. So there you have it. Another exciting upbeat year from Jamie Redskin, the left side of baseball. And uh, it's going to be ups. It's going to be good. I, I promise I'll be more uplifting. Um, I don't want to bring everybody down, although it is January. It's gloomy. And we've still got, think of this, February and March to go before we have opening day. So I'll build up to a smiley crescendo. I will get some of the lighter things in baseball. Lighter side of baseball has been the grumpy side of baseball. But come on, uh, things are pretty depressing. Uh, we tried to lift everybody's spirits last year, and we, I thought we did a pretty good job. I think um, we'll see if we can't nab Bobby De Niro. I'm still trying to get the Negro League uh, Museum director, Mr. Kendrick, to come on the show. Uh, and I know if I can ever talk to him, I will. Everybody says what a great guy he is. We had the Hall of Fame, Jeff Idelson, last year. We had Bobby Dernier, the only guy to win a gold glove with the Cubs in center field. We had him last year. Uh, you know, Grimsley was an interesting dude. I'll get Jason back because, I mean, I don't know what he's going to do now for a while. Um, but he'll keep busy. And uh, we'll have some fun. We'll have some fun, exciting times. I promise you. So that's it for episode number one on the lighter side of baseball. Uh, we're going to have a great time at Papa Kino's. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to be cool. I'm going to be smart. I'm going to wait till I get a vaccination. And uh, then we'll do the uh, Papa Kino's. So uh, for iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Uh, and I've still got my Facebook page, although I'm not I'm not promising that's going to stick around for long. Jamie Retzke, on the lighter side of baseball, saying have a great fire today in what I hope is a nice fireplace. Stay warm. And for all my friends in Arizona, Florida, California, <laughs> I won't say it. I'm so jealous, so envious. But... Not traveling. I'm going to be smart. I'm going to keep being responsible. And uh, we'll see uh, if we can stay healthy. So that's it. That's all I got. Be good. And next week, uh, we'll have a break with Craig Cushon, voice of the Bucks, voice of the Brewers, for Jamie Retzke. And uh, no sponsors, no co hosts. That's it on the lighter side of baseball. Listen to this music and have a great week.